This is the Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Now, with today's Caribbean News headlines, here's Keisha Wallace. Welcome to Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup. Here's a look at some of our Caribbean headlines for today. St. Croix Refinery could play a key role in supplying U.S. with oil. British Virgin Islands electricity rate reduction being discussed. United Arab Emirates to donate two solar power desalination plants to St. Kitts and Nevis. ExxonMobil warns third oil project could drive away fish unleash toxic effects. New project opens door for greater movement of skills persons in CARICOM. Companies explore week-long Jamaica-only cruises and cable and wireless charitable foundation to host annual spring golf classic at Miami Beach Golf Club. These and other stories on today's Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, April 14th. We start a report today in St. Croix, U.S. Virgin Islands. The Virgin Islands Consortium reports that the U.S. Virgin Islands Governor, Albert Bryan, in a statement Wednesday said the oil refinery on St. Croix could play an important role in the Biden administration's efforts to manage the cost of fuel. Gas prices have risen across the world as a result of the Russian-Ukraine conflict. Governor Bryan said while the Biden administration is doing its part to manage the problem by releasing up to one million barrels of oil per day from the National Reserve, a record-setting amount that is equivalent to wartime action, Mr. Bryan said more could be done, specifically utilizing the refinery on St. Croix, which he says is strategically positioned to readily supply shipments to the U.S. East Coast. He added, I urge the Biden administration to prioritize this effort and to take every step possible to reopen the St. Croix refinery as soon as possible. The United States Virgin Islands can be an important part of the solution to high gasoline prices. This is an economic issue and a strategic national security issue. Mr. Bryan called for the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency to work with West Indies Petroleum and Port Hamilton Refining and Transportation, new owners of the refinery, to ensure that the refinery starts safely and promptly. In his statement, Governor Bryan said the new owners of the oil refinery on St. Croix's South Shore are ready to start refining at the facility. The capacity is over 200,000 barrels of oil or nearly 4 million gallons of gasoline daily. The BritishVirginIslands.com reports that residents in the British Virgin Islands may see some reduction in their electricity bills as a part of a cost of living mitigation measure being introduced by the government in wake of the global price hike that followed the Russian-Ukraine conflict. Premier Andrew Foy during a recent press conference recently said rate reductions are being discussed in the cabinet. The FOIA-led government has introduced a number of duty-free reduction across the board for residents and businesses that import fuel and other goods into the territory. These measures are expected to become effective after April 15 for three months in the first instance, Premier Foy noted previously. According to Premier Foy, these measures will help increase the purchasing power of residents across all sectors, allowing persons 
citizens to be able to stretch their dollar during these challenging times. Premier Foy has also established a task force, which he said will monitor businesses for instances of price gouging and other unscrupulous business practices. Antigua Newsroom reports that the United Arab Emirates has agreed to donate two solar power desalination plants to the Federation of Sinkits and Nevis as a part of their UAE Caribbean Renewable Energy Fund. The fund is a $50 million plan to build climate-resilient renewable energy projects in 16 Caribbean nations. During an interview with the water manager at Sinkitz and Nevis Water Services Department in March, Cromwell Williams stated that the government of Sinkitz and Nevis accepted the desalination plants because it represents a source of additional potable water for which there is is always a need. He added, it affords the opportunity to improve our carbon footprint in terms of utilizing renewable energy in the production of water and reduce our dependency on fossil fuel. The desalination plant will be located in Canada Estates in St. Kitts, close to the rifle range, and the other plant will be located in Nevis. The desalination plants are small in size, with the ability to produce 30,000 gallons per day, which can supply approximately 2,000 persons. Crider News reports that environmentalists have placed much of their attention on the potentially dehabilitating effects on unmitigated oil spills from any of the ExxonMobil projects on Guyana's fishing industry. In all of its environmental impact assessments submitted to the relevant authorities, the American oil giant subsidiary Esso Exploration and Production Guyana Limited has admitted that an oil spill from its approved Liza Phase 1, Liza Phase 2, and Pariah and Yellowtail projects has the potential to cause significant damage to the commercial fishing industry. According to the report, the environmental impact assessment of the Pariah project states that this third oil development, which produces over 220 barrels of oil per day, can have an impact on the migratory pattern of the local fish stock. It also warned that toxic effects can also be unleashed as these aquatic vertebrates. The key effects on the fishing industry from this project are changes in the distribution of fish due to the altered water quality, auditory impacts from vessel sound, auditory impacts from sound from vertical seismic profile surveys, and pile and attraction to artificial light. Crider News understands, for example, that the elevated temperatures may result in aquatic species avoiding regions close to the discharge, while residual chlorine may interact with natural occurring organic matter, resulting in chlorinated byproducts with the potential to result in indirect toxicity impacts on aquatic species. Antigua Newsroom reports that citizens of Antigua and Barbuda participating in technical and vocational education training certification through a new European Union finance project will benefit from increased employment opportunities across CARICOM. 
According to Chet Green, Minister of Foreign Affairs, Immigration and Trade, Antigua and Barbuda, the new project managed by the Caribbean Development Bank, will assist in closing an existing development gap, which has constrained the labor forces and hindered the mobility of nationals to capitalize on employment opportunities at the national and regional levels. The minister also noted that leveraging access to CARICOM's single market economy has become increasingly important in creating new economic opportunities for citizens. CARICOM has agreed to the movement of 12 categories of nationals, including artisans with Caribbean vocational qualifications and household domestics with Caribbean vocational qualifications or equivalent qualifications. The Caribbean Development Bank's Vice President of Operations, Isaac Solomon, delivering remarks at the project launched on April 7 in Antigua, stated that the Enhanced Technical Vocational Education Training Framework for Certification in Antigua and Barbuda project brings into sharper focus the need for and value of increased investments in education and skills training, particularly in non-traditional areas. The two-year project is being implemented by by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs, Immigration and Trade on behalf of the Antigua and Barbuda National Training Agency. The project will focus on training individuals already established in particular fields without requisite technical vocational education training certification. This will pave the way for full utilization of the opportunities available locally and through the CARICOM single market and economy. Jamaica Information Service reports that week-long Jamaica-only cruises could soon be a reality as cruise lines explore more cost-effective ways to stay afloat during the still-ongoing COVID-19 pandemic. The move would see a cruise line creating an itinerary where it would take them to all of the Jamaica ports of call over a five to seven day period. Leading the charge is Morella Cruises, whose newest flagship, Morella Explorer 2, is currently homeporting in Jamaica's tourism capital, Montego Bay. Executive Director of Jamaica's Vacation, Joy Roberts, told Jamaica Information Service News that the tourism ministry has been lobbying all the major cruise lines regarding the possibility of creating Jamaica-only itineraries, considering that the island is the only Caribbean destination with so many ports of call. She said the revelation by Morella Cruises that it was exploring such a possibility was proof that we have been doing something right and is great news for the future of the cruise sector. There is also the value-added advantage of homeporting, which is what Morella Cruises have been doing here in Montego Bay, she noted. Montego Bay, with the Sanger International Airport, a main and convenient draw, is ideal to have ships for overnight stays, where they can move on to their other Jamaican ports. This has been a dream of ours and our Minister Edmund Bartlett, Miss Roberts said. Avision Online reports that Iberia, 
has signed an agreement with the Puerto Rico Tourism Company to promote the Caribbean island as a tourist destination and improve connectivity with nearly 100 European destinations to which Iberia flies. Our commitment to Puerto Rico is total. Iberia is the only European airline that flies directly to the island and this summer we will increase flights to five weekly frequencies above the capacity we offer before the pandemic. A reason for joy that joins the celebration of the 73rd anniversary of the first flight with the beloved Caribbean country, said Gabrielle Perdigoro, Iberia's Director of Customer Transformation and Technology. Expanding air access is key to developing the tourism industry and maximizing its contribution to the Treasury while boosting the creation of businesses and jobs for the benefit of all. We are proud to have the support of our partners Iberia, an airline that continues to bet on Puerto Rico as a world-class destination in the Caribbean, said Carlos Mercado Santiago, Executive Director of the Puerto Rico Tourism Company. And finally, Antigua Newsroom reports that the Cable and Wireless Charitable Foundation is excited to announce the return of its annual Spring Golf Classic. After a two-year hiatus resulting from the COVID-19 global pandemic, the Foundation's signature fundraising event returns May 23rd to 24th at the Scenic Miami Beach Club in Miami, Florida. Funds raised will provide digital services, internet safety training, and online connectivity for schools in vulnerable communities across the market served by cable and wireless communications, as well as provide emergency broadband relief for families living below the poverty line and support the Foundation's ongoing emergency disaster assistance in the region. This has been your Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup for Thursday, April 14th. I'm Keisha Wallace. For more Caribbean news stories and information, visit us online at pulseofthecaribbean.com. If you found value in this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And thank you in advance for choosing Pulse of the Caribbean, Caribbean News Roundup as your source for Caribbean-centered news.